0: Another position of strength for years could also now be headed towards a rebuild. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Happy New Year, Lockdown Bearcats listeners. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. It's Monday, January 2nd. Alex Frank with you, your host each and every day, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. That's LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Alex Frank with you. As I mentioned my name several times now, your host each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats. The big news over the New Year's Eve weekend, Ivan Pace Jr. Bearcats, senior linebacker, declaring for the NFL draft. I am very happy for him. He had an impressive season for the Cincinnati Bearcats, projected um, as a sixth round pick. Could have come back for another year. Um, He thought about it. Um, to boost his stock, but this is what's best for him. I'm happy for him. Very happy that Ivan Pace Jr. is declaring for the NFL draft. This is a big loss for the Cincinnati Bearcats. This is a, a player who was the absolute heart and soul of this Bearcats defense. When you look at what he was able to do throughout the course of his senior season— In his first season with the Bearcats transferring for Miami, here's what the Bearcats are going to be losing a player with 137 tackles, 20 and a half tackles for loss, 10 sacks, four passes defended, three forced fumbles. So, very, very impressive senior season from Ivan Pace that included 10 or more tackles in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the Bearcats' 13 games this season. Of course, he collected all American honors along the way so that's the big story now you got to think about okay how does this impact the current linebacking core right now the Bearcats linebackers are led by Deshaun Pace Ivan's brother Jaheim Thomas who had a really impressive season last year really started to come on Jack Dangle Jonathan Thompson this is assuming all those guys come back but let's face reality for a minute the linebacker room is going to be over is going to be undergoing an overhaul you're going to lose guys like Ivan Pace. You're going to lose guys like Wilson Huber, Ty Van Fossen. I don't think he's coming back either. So this is a this is a linebacker room that has been a position of strength for years. Think about all the great linebackers the Bearcats have had. Darian Beavers, Joel DeBlanco, Jarrell White, Brian Wright, uh, Perry Young. So many great players that were in the Luke Fickle era. Now you enter the Scott Satterfield era and you wonder about this position. This has been a position of strength. New defensive coordinator. You know, the Bearcats for the last five years, were blessed with Marcus Freeman and Mike Trestle. Now, I mean, you can say what you want about Mike Trestle. I thought he was a pretty good defensive coordinator, considering that he came into um, being handed the keys to a shiny car, and he didn't run it into a ditch. I mean, the defense last year was still pretty good. I thought it was still the Black Cats defense. So now the Bearcats are entering truly a new era on the defensive side of the ball. At a position that has been probably this team's outside of the secondary best position group. And you know what? It, it might look a little different. Assuming all those guys I just mentioned, Deshaun Pace, Jaheem Thomas, Jack Dingle, Jonathan Thompson come back. How do you feel? Deshaun's a great player, right? Deshaun Pace is a really, really good player. Um, Was tremendous in 2021. Last year, um really with the spotlight on him all season. Last year, Deshaun Pace playing alongside his brother, and let's be honest, Ivan took a lot of the spotlight. Ivan, or Deshaun Pace, had 62 tackles, five for loss, one interception. He had... How many passes defended, does it say? Uh, One pass breakup, one quarterback hit, seven sacks, pretty good season. Not quite like the 2021 season that he had when he was third or fourth on the team in tackles leading tackler coming back last year. So there is a really, so there's still a really good player in Deshaun Pace. He makes plays on the ball. He's a leader on the defense. He's a hometown hero. You need this guy to stay. You need Deshaun Pace to stay to have that leader in the linebacker room. Now, he was a junior last year, so he could come back this year. We haven't really heard what his plans are, but you hope he comes back. Jaheen Thomas. I Jaheem Thomas to me, I get a very similar feel to Evan Prater. I love Jaheem Thomas. I, I thought last year, with a very deep linebacker room, I thought he really held his own and really started to come into play. We look at his numbers from last year. Last year, Jaheen Thomas had 70 tackles, including 11 against Tulane. He had six and a half tackles for loss. He had two sacks, um, one pass breakup. So really starting to come along last year, played four games in 2020, played 12 games last year. And then 12 or 2021 and 12 games this year, he increased his tackles from 23 to 70 tackles lost from half to six and a half sacks from half to two. So he really improved last year and I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Um, so your highest-rated defensive recruit in the 24-7 sports era, you want to see if he can get better because he saw more playing time last year. Jack Dingle and Jonathan Thompson, it remains to be seen who they are going to be. But after losing the Ivan Pace, Ty Van Fossen, and Will Hubert's it's worth wondering what this position is going to look like. Because, again, now we're starting to see a position of rebuilding – alongside on the defense and that to me is a concern because let's let's be honest the strength of this bearcats team is its defense and it's been that way for five years you can say they were they were improved on offense i get that but the the true strength of this team was always its defense ivan pace jr first ever unanimous all-american declaring for the nfl draft um, strongly considered returning, but when you look at what he did last year, I don't blame him. So very, very happy for him, but also concerned for the linebacker room. This is a position that for years has been the one of the hallmarks of this defense. When you look at their ability to make plays, stop the run, get after the quarterback, that's what you want to see from your linebackers. And we've had that here at Cincinnati for so long. And now it's worth wondering what this position with Byron, with um, Byron, I almost forget how to pronounce his name, Brian Brown or Byron Brown, excuse me. Um, What he's going to bring to the Bearcats as a defense. Um, That sixth round draft pick projection, by the way, is, according to uh, the Consensus Big Board. Um, 203rd-ranked prospect overall. Um, Will Huber's turning pro? We don't know about Ty Van Fossen. Haven't heard if he's coming back or not. But there is still... Um, the linebacker room, look, it's got talent. I love Deshaun Pace. He was my favorite player going into last year's team. And... um. Jaheim Thomas is a guy I've always wanted to see do well because of how highly recruited he was. But yeah, it's worth wondering what this what this room is going to look like, and how can Byron Brown, the Bearcats' new defensive coordinator, how can he? Um, it's how there he is, Brian Brown. See, I knew that. Um, Brian Brown. Defensive coordinator from for Cincinnati. Shares a birthday with my cousin and shares a birthday with my aunt and uncle's anniversary. So there you go. Um, all right. So that's the linebacker room. Big news from the weekend. Big big news from 2022 carrying over into 2023. Now, um, I made a point last offseason that ended up playing a large role as to where this Bearcats football program is right now. I'll explain what that is after I tell you that... This episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. The live read will pull up here. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. Goals. I use LinkedIn Jobs all the time with BearCast Media. We knew what, who we were looking for, what we were looking for, and it was so easy. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect them fast Connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. Excuse me. These headphones are falling out. Um, We got big goals in 2023 here on locked on. And we know the right team member can help us do just that. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free. At LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and lockdowns. Take of the day. Lockdown Sports Today is available on YouTube and wherever. You get your podcast back here on Lockdown Bearcats. Alex Frank with you, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So remember the last offseason when I said the quarterback battle would not only affect this season, but future seasons. And some of you were like, well, why are you worried about future seasons? Shouldn't we just be worried about this season? Shouldn't the coaching staff just be worried about this season? And yes, that was a valid point. But how many of you, Wanted Ben Bryant to start or just resorted to the fact that Bryant would win the starting job. Did you ever think about that would about that would lead to where the Bearcats are now? Because I said it all off season. I said it in April, I said it in May, I said it in June. I said it in July. I said it in August, and I said it throughout the season. I tried to tell you Ben Bryant was going to hold this team back. And it reared its ugly head at times throughout conference play. USF, not good. SMU, could have been better. ECU, got lucky. And then he got hurt against Temple, and I do feel bad for him. He was the veteran. He transferred back in January, and that kind of gave... The, and Tony Pike has talked about this on ESPN 1530. Tony Pike has talked about how Ben Bryant brings stability, and I think that was a huge thing. But I didn't think that that meant he was going to be the starter and the coaching staff was going to be so rigid about it they weren't going to detract from him and start Evan Prater. But Evan Prater performed well enough in the spring, so we were told, and fall camp, that the battle was closer than we thought, and then Ben Bryant wins it, and Evan Prater just becomes essentially a ghost. Brian was the veteran. He had to be big time and deliver. I said Ben Bryant couldn't just throw for 200 yards a game. Like He had to throw for 350 yards a game and four touchdowns in order for you to feel comfortable about him being the starter. It was like Andy Dalton with the Bengals. You liked him because he was stable. But he wasn't going to wow you in any way. He was not Desmond Ritter. And those of you who wanted Brian to start over Ritter, where are you now? Because I was never one of those. I think Ben Bryant's got... Good a good arm, I think he's accurate. I think he's you know a veteran, I think he's experienced. but that doesn't get you anywhere if you don't have the it factor, the wow factor, or the magic of a quarterback, like a Desmond Ritter. Ben Bryan is not that. By the time you knew who Ben Bryan was, it was too late. The coaching staff kept trotting him out there. You never found out what you had in Prater. Sure, we would hear that Ben Bryant was better in practice. And that meant he was going to start. But didn't Prater perform well enough to get him some reps in games? And doesn't it sound like to you that because he lost the job, maybe he lost confidence and that's what led to bad practices? Because this coaching staff for years, once they find their quarterback, They're committed to him for the season, unless something drastic changes. But apparently Ben Bryant's struggles weren't drastic enough to warrant a change. By the time Evan Prater got more playing time late in the season, he was not ready. He was not ready for that game against Tulane with all the pressure in the world on him. He was not ready for the Fenway Bowl. Now then again, he didn't have any receivers playing. He could have been ready. If he had gotten more reps against Kennesaw State or maybe Indiana, you know, when the Bearcats were up 38-10 to 10 at halftime, he could have gotten more reps maybe against UCF when the running game was dormant. Maybe he could have gotten more reps against East Carolina or a Navy or gotten the start against Temple when there were, you know, 3,000 fans in a 70,000-seat stadium. He could have been, but he wasn't. And now there's questions about him. You know who Ben Bryan is. Drogosh hasn't taken a collegiate snap. Emory Jones has experience, but you wonder what he can bring and how good he can be. And for those who just resorted to the fact that Ben Bryan was going to win the job or had the audacity to want him to start, this is what you've gotten. This program was held back by Ben Bryan last year. They were talented. Tyler Scott turned in a great season. Enough to boost his draft stock and he declared for the draft. Okay. Jaden Thompson got better. But yet the offense was held back because of Ben Bryant's lack of mobility. And even though Evan Prater struggled in the uh final regular season game, the Bearcats had over 200 rushing yards because teams had to account for Evan Prater as a runner, so they could not load the box. And that's what allowed for outside runs like Charles McClellan's touchdown in the second quarter. So, if you're wondering where why this program is where it is right now, maybe it's because The Bearcats coaching staff last year, and to no fault of their own, was only focused on last year, when maybe they should have thought, you know what, how is this going to affect us going into the Big 12? They weren't going to think about that, but now look where this program is. Luke Fickle didn't get fired for this, but he left, and so too did a lot of his coaches, and now you're left with a program and a rebuild and questions about the game's most important position. So for those who wanted Ben Bryant to start, or just resorted to the fact that he was going to start, here you go, this is where the program's at. I'm not saying I like it. I don't like where this program's at right now. I think it's in more of a rebuild than I thought. This program today, today is four, was it four? Yeah, four weeks removed from when Scott Satterfield was hired. I don't think this program is in as good of a place now as it was then. I say that because of the players who've entered the rebuild. And this is where, this is where I have issues. Because I don't think this program is going to be eight and four, nine and three, because there's questions about the quarterback. Now, my hope is this whoever does win the job, and could Ben Bryan win it? Absolutely. Is it a good thing if he wins it? Remains to be seen. I hope whoever wins it, the Bearcats coaching staff isn't so rigid to just running them out there every game. That's not going to win you games in the Big 12 especially after watching what TCU did on Saturday. Right? You got a mediocre season, a head coaching change, key players entering the transfer portal, and a program entering a rebuild as they simultaneously head into the Big 12 because Ben Bryan started last year. I tried to tell you last year's quarterback battle and decision could impact seasons beyond 22, and it has. Coming up, it's the new year, and let's make some New Year's resolutions for the Bearcats, and primarily for you, Bearcats fans, I'll get into all of that after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you. Oops, let me put the overlay up. This episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Bet Online. Right now, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season, to basketball, we've got it all at betonline.net. In fact, you can go to betonline.net right now and look at the odds for tonight's bowl games. I mean, look at this. You've got bowl games tonight all across college football, and you've got what? You've got a huge Monday night game tonight between the Bills and Bengals, but you can head to betonline.net and bet on the ReliaQuest Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Citrus Bowl, the Rose Bowl. And, of course, you can bet on the Bills and the Bengals tonight. Big game in Cincinnati. The Bills are one-point favorite. How are you going to bet over under 49 and a half? You can find all of those at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always, the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so it's the new year. Happy New Year to everyone listening to this. Um, let's make some New Year's resolutions because I, I, it, never since I started doing this podcast, it really since my Bearcats Media days, I, I've always gotten a pulse for how people, you know, who are fans, donors, alumni, students feel about the Bearcats. And so I, I, I kind of want to give you some resolutions to think about. Now, spoiler alert, I don't make New Year's resolutions. I'm not saying I'm perfect in any way, but I don't put pressure on myself by doing that. So let's make some New Year's resolutions. Number one, don't be so extreme, okay? Don't be so polarizing. Don't immediately get down on football or men's basketball when they lose one game, right? I I can't stand it when The Bearcats football loses to Arkansas. you say, well, Luke Fickle's not great in game situations. Or, well, or you say, well, see, we can't run the ball. Or, see, I told you this was going to be a problem. Okay, fine. Are the Bearcats not allowed to lose a game? The Bearcats are not allowed to lose a game? It's hard to go undefeated in sports, man. I've seen it. My seventh grade year. When I managed basketball, we started out 9 and 0. We had a huge win over Fairborn who was 8 and 0. They had this great player everybody was talking about. We beat them on the road. It was a hard-fought win. We dropped the next game. And I remember my mom telling me that my grandfather says, "It's hard to stay undefeated. It's the pressure." So, if the Bearcats lose a game, and and look, when I was in school, when Bearcats basketball lost, it was a rarity. It was a very rare occurrence. But then you thought the world was ending when they lost. It's not. Okay? It's not. Because I'm telling you right now, the Big 12, life's going to be rough. Year one. So number two, be appreciative. Again, I've said this. The Bearcats are not Georgia. Georgia. They're not Ohio State. By the way, fantastic game between those two teams over the weekend. Unbelievable. Really, both games were incredible. They're not Ohio State, Georgia, or Alabama, the Bearcats. Be appreciative of the recent success. I am. I love what the Bearcats have done. I'm proud to be a Bearcats fan. But understand that the Bearcats aren't established as much as those programs are. The Bearcats have been good Great for five years. Alabama's been great since the 50s. Ohio State has been great since the 20s. Georgia's been great for a long time. Notre Dame has been great since the 1800s. Right? Those programs are established. And just because... The Bearcats beat Notre Dame. Now, don't get me wrong. That's a historic win. Something I'll remember forever. I was at that game. I can tell you about the significance of that game. I could spend a whole week of shows talking about that game. But, just because that happens does not mean you are entitled to behave like a fan of those teams. You don't have the pedigree and the, you don't have the pedigree and the track record of success that those programs have. You don't. You haven't even played a game in a Power 5 conference. And going to the to one college football playoff does not entitle you to feel like one of those blue-blood schools. And I think what last year's season did was maybe gave you, and me, a taste of humble pie. Success is hard to come by. And if you can't appreciate a 9-3 and three season with what happened around the program... Maybe maybe do a little soul searching. Number three, please do this. Don't hold Scott Satterfield to Luke Fickle. There will never be another head coach like Luke Fickle. Ever. I don't care if if a head coach, I don't care if Scott Satterfield wins a national championship. Luke Fickle is one of one because of what he did for the program. Is he the greatest head coach in Bearcats football history? Yes. And he can still be even if Satterfield or someone else wins the national championship. Just because. Just because. Scott Satterfield or someone wins the national championship. Or doesn't do as well as Luke Fickle. Don't hold them to Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle took on an immensely hard challenge. conquered, and then more. Fickle is one of one. We are now in a new era with a new head coach. Big 12 offensive minded head coach. Don't live in the past like you did with with Bob Huggins and the Big Red Machine, because that's what this city is. There's that famous quote from Mark Twain, right? But the Bearcats are now into the future. Next lives here, and I believe that. On tomorrow's show, there are two things I noticed over the weekend that could spell rough life in the Big 12. For Cincinnati. I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two ends and an ATI. I'm on Instagram, Alex Frank, not an underscore, and I'm on email at alex3frank at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen today. How about for your second listen? You make you make a Lockdown Sports today with Peter Bukowski. He does a great job. Brings you the pot, the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Lockdown Sports today is. The Lockdown Sports Day podcast is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. First show of the new year in the books. Enjoy the Bengals game tonight. This is going to be, it's going to be an unbelievable environment. My whole family is going to be there. We are looking forward to that. Um, I am going to pick the Bengals to win this game 31-28. Clinch the division. Be in the driver's seat for the number two seed. And I think they win the number two seed next week. How about that? I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back here tomorrow right here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.